Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast called The Dictionary. I am Spencer. I am the reader for today and all the days. And I read it, I read it, I read the book, and then I tell you the things that I think about the book as I come across them. And then we, we just like to have a little chat about them. This episode, we are going to have so much fun today. It's all deep words. Um, I mean, other than the word deep, this is, uh, this is literally the entire deep section. The next word in tomorrow's episode is not deep. It's something, something whole new. All right, the first word in this deep episode. Oh, we go so deep. Deep dish is the first word. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from 1918, 104 years ago. They were making things deep dish. This is just baked in a deep dish. A dish that can be baked. It's probably metal and it's deep. It goes down, down deep into the recesses of the dish's consciousness. And uh, that's what it is. Um, as in a deep dish pizza. I think we are all, we are all familiar with a deep dish pizza. I hope, I hope you are. You've probably at least heard of it, if not eaten one. There's an especially baked in a deep dish with usually a fruit filling and no bottom crust. Well, this must be talking about a pie, a fruit pie, not a pizza pie, because I we don't usually put fruit fillings in our pizza pies, especially not our deep dish pizza pies. I think the way that you make a deep dish pizza is you put the crust in the dish, it goes up the sides, you fill it in with all of the gooey goodness, and then you put a thin layer of crust on top of it again. And then I think you put some sauce on top of that too. And uh, I, I sure could use some of that right now. Oh, deep dish pizza. I mean, I'm from the Chicago area. This is where I think, you may, I don't know if it was invented, the deep dish pizza. Maybe it was invented in Chicago. Uno's Pizzeria Uno's, I think, might have been one of the first ones. Giordano's, everybody's got it. Lou Malnati's, all the, all the good stuff. And yes, okay, it's called a pizza. Some people don't call it a pizza. They say, this isn't pizza. This is a whole different thing. But it's still technically pizza, so deal with it. And you may like it, you may hate it. I, I enjoy all the pizzas. The thin, the pan, the deep, the, the, all the, the cardboard. The, if it's pizza, I will like it. I am not against any region's pizzas. If it's pizza, and, in, and now, currently in my life, it's got to be vegan, and then I will eat it. I will eat it all. Deep dish. Next word. Ooh, deep ecology, two words, noun from 1984, a movement or a body of concepts that considers humans no more important than other species and that advocates a corresponding radical readjustment of the relationships between humans and nature and I like this very much. Deep ecology. It is ecology for the world, but it goes so deep that humans and nature and other living beings are all equal. 
We're going to have to post a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about this. Whatever it is, I love it. Deep ecologist is what I want to be when I grow up. I think we may also need to post a link in the show notes for deep dish pizza. Just, you know, the history of it, all that good stuff. How to make it, I think think that that would be good. Ooh, deepen is next. Verb from 1598, starting with transitive, to make deep or deeper. I think we need to deepen our deep dish pizza to make it even deeper. Intransitive is to become deeper or more profound. So more deep thoughts, even more deeper than they were before. How deep can you go with those thoughts, with the pizza, with the other things that are out there in deep space? Ooh. Next is deep fat. Two words. Noun from 1908. Hot fat or oil deep enough in a cooking utensil to cover the food to be fried. So some foods you just fry in a little layer of fat or oil, but sometimes you need to fry a food all around, like like the fries at a fast food place or whatever else gets fried. You need a very deep thing of oil or fat. So deep fat is just a whole lot of it, so it can be totally fried all the way around. And that's how we want our things to be fried, the most unhealthy possible deep fat. Why isn't it deep oil? Will we see deep oil? No, but we are coming to more, more fry things. Ooh. Next is deep focus. Noun from 1948, a photographic effect or technique, as in filmmaking, characterized by great depth of field. So depth of field is basically how much is in focus. So depending on a whole lot of factors, but specifically uh, depending on the lens that you are using or what part of the lens you're using, if it's a zoom lens, um, also how much light and where, how you adjust your lens to, uh, to deal with the light, those will have big effects on the depth of focus, uh, the depth of field, I should say. And, and so it will be either very shallow depth of field, which maybe it could be a few millimeters, it could be an inch or two inches, that's only that little space is going to be in focus. Or you could change those things, and you could have a whole lot more light, and you could go down to a, a higher f-stop, and so you're using a diff, kind of a different part of the lens, you're, you're, you've opened it up. And so you have a bigger depth of field where a lot of things are in focus. And, you know, if you're using a much wider lens, then you're good. It could, maybe everything is in focus. Feet, feet upon feet upon feet upon yards on meters. Everything is in focus. So that's deep focus. Does it make sense? Okay, good. Oop. Next is deep freeze. One word with a capital D. This is a trademark And it is used for a freezer for food storage. So the deep freeze company makes the deep freezers so you can store lots of things very cold. 
Next is Deep Freeze again. This is two words with a hyphen, no capitals, unless it's the beginning of a sentence. This is a transitive verb from 1943. Number one, the synonym is quick freeze. Quick freeze? Yeah, I assume it's a process of freezing something quick, but I guess also deep. I wouldn't necessarily think that something that's frozen quick is also frozen deep, but maybe it is. Number two, to store in a frozen state. Just deep freeze. Okay, deep freeze it. Just, I don't know why you have to say both. Can't you just say freeze it? But if it's being put in a deep freeze trademark company thing, then yes, it's deep freeze. Ooh, deep freeze again. Two words, no hyphen. Noun from 1948, one is the synonym, the number two definition for the word cold storage, as in a bill in deep freeze awaiting a new Congress, and that is a quote from Newsweek. So it's just something that's chilling, maybe not literally chilling, just hanging out, waiting for its time. It's in deep freeze. It's like the back of the burner, the brain burner in the back. It's just waiting. Number two, intense cold. So just, you know, you go out to uh, maybe the the Arctic regions or near the poles in the the north or the south or just anywhere that's really cold. So cold, you will be in a deep freeze. Next is deep fry. Two words with a hyphen. Transitive verb from 1922. To cook in deep fat. Because it is a lot. It's not shallow fat. It's deep fat. There's a lot. There's so much fat or oil that you deep fry it. I don't know if I ever really thought about why there was the word deep there until until just a few minutes ago when we read deep fat. Uh, one one night for uh, with, with some people many, many years ago, I don't know, 15 years ago, Maybe more than that, we had, it was deep fat fried night dinner, and I felt so bad afterwards, but it was very tasty. It's not something that you can do very often. You know, just just a tiny, tiny bit of something, maybe fried a little bit. Now and then, just a little bit is okay. You don't want to overdo it. Your, your, your arteries cannot handle that. Whew. That's what I say after a deep fry meal. Whoo. Deep fryer, two words, noun from 1950, a utensil suitable for deep fat frying. Now, why is deep fry from 1922 and deep fryer is from 1950? What did you deep fry things in before the deep fryer 28 years later? There must have been something, something not called a deep fryer. But yeah, if you're going to deep fat fry something, you need a deep fryer. Who? Deep pocket is next. Noun from 1975. One, a person or an organization having substantial financial resources. They have a lot of money, basically, and there's, there's just a whole lot of it. So they can kind of just do almost whatever they want. They got deep pockets because the the pockets is where you usually put your money. 
at least back in the day. Now, it's more of a metaphorical thing because we don't usually have money in our pockets, at least not cash. You might have a wallet with a bunch of credit cards, but it's, you know, it's the idea of having deep pockets. That's where there's lots of money in the deep pockets. Number two is plural. Substantial financial resources, just that. Just deep pockets is just a lot of financial resources. As in, a corporation with deep pockets. Deep-pocketed is two words with a hyphen. That is an adjective. That is what we all want to be. I, I would very much like to have deep pockets so I can do do the things. I can help help the people, help the animals, help the charities. You say, here's money. Go do the things that you got to do. That's You need the money more than me. But I, I need a little bit. Ooh, next is deep-rooted, two words with a hyphen, adjective from the 15th century, deeply implanted or established, as in a deep-rooted loyalty. This is a metaphorical phrase, deep-rooted, not literally. There are trees that have roots that go deep, so they are literally deep-rooted, but we don't usually call them that. When we use deep-rooted, we, yeah, we're talking about this more uh, ephemeral, mental sort of thing, like loyalty. If you have deep-rooted loyalty, it just it goes, just goes deep. So that's the only way to describe it. Whoo! Next is deep sea. Two words with a hyphen, and sea is S-E-A, like the water not being able to see things very far away. Adjective from 1626, of relating to or occurring in the deeper parts of the sea. Oh, well, if we look back in yesterday's episode, might it be a place that's either 3,000 fathoms or 5,500 meters or 18,000 feet? So yeah, just anything out there in the deep, deep waters is deep sea, as in the example Deep sea fishing, because you're gonna you're gonna see different kinds of creatures in those areas that don't live in the shallow areas. The deep sea, anything anything in the sea kind of freaks me out a little bit. I mean, you know, I might go swimming a little bit, but it, oh, the deep the deep it's just it, the deepness. It it just goes on forever, and it's dark and deep out there. Ooh. Next is deep-seated, two words with a hyphen, and this is seated, spelled S-E-A-T-E-D, like you're sitting on a seat, not seated like the seeds of an apple. This, that's different, seated. Deep-seated, adjective from 1741, one, situated far below the surface, as in a deep-seated inflammation. So you got some inflammation in your body, but it's not right up there on the skin. It's way down deep inside of your body, and you might need some medication or something to fix it. Number two, firmly established, as in a deep-seated tradition. It is, the tradition is sitting deep inside of just the the stuff, because it's not a physical thing. Ooh. 
Next is deep six. Two words with a hyphen. And six is like the number six all spelled out. This is a transitive verb from 1952. One, to get rid of. To get rid of. And the synonyms are discard and eliminate. As in, legislators voting to deep six a government program. Uh, We also have a number two, but there's no etymology. I'm not sure why. I've heard of 86 as something that's just not there anymore. Like in a restaurant, they'll say 86 this. We don't have it. It's gone. But deep six. Hmm. Oh, well, we might actually learn in the next one. But before that, we have number two, slang. To throw overboard is to deep six. Maybe it's... uh, Hmm, 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 I have some thoughts. Let's let's read the next one before we go making up some stuff. Deep six. Ooh. Deep six. That's what we got next. Two words. Noun from 1929. It is slang. And it is a place of disposal or abandonment. And this is used especially in the phrase... Give it the deep six. So, this is from the Leadsman's Call, or the Leadsman's Call, which they would say, by the deep six, and that was for a depth corresponding to the sixth deep on a sounding line. Huh. Well, we don't know what the sixth deep is on a sounding line, but it's something we, we were reading the, in the yesterday's episode that there was some information about that. Um, any of the fathom points on a sounding line other than the marks. So there are, so the sixth one, they, we, need to, we need to put a link in the show notes so we learn what this is. And you know how far, what, what is the sixth deep on a sounding line? Is it a fathom? Is it deep a fathom? So is it six fathoms or is it more than that? But they want, um, they, they would say, by the deep six, and they would, that would be a call for a depth corresponding to the sixth deep. Oh, boy, this is so confusing if you don't know what it is. But we'll, we'll get you some more information in the show notes for sure. Um, I was also thinking that, you know, because it's disposal or abandoning or uh, throwing overboard, maybe it had something to do with how graves are six feet deep. Um, it's deep, and then the water is deep. I don't know, but yeah, well, let's, let's, let's do a little research for the people and then they can, they can just click on the link and, and read, or maybe I'll just write it out. So in, in a real simple terms, you don't have to read that much. Deep six next. Ooh. Deep sky, two words with a hyphen adjective from 1968 relating to or existing in space outside the solar system, as in deep sky objects. So space outside the solar system. I think we have a new phrase for this. Isn't it uh, interstellar? No. In Well, wait. It's something like that. The, um, the two things, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, they are out past, past the... Uh, the area past the solar system, the area where the sun's 
energy, the sun's heat, the sun's light, all of the stuff that comes off the sun, it, at a certain point, it stops. It, it gets so low that it's like, okay, that's, that's the edge of the solar system. Um, and so I guess here, deep sky was one term for that because it's, it's the space outside the solar system. But yeah, I think we have a new term. I don't know if it's interstellar or something like that. Interstellar space. Yeah, I think it's past the sun's area. Okay, deep sky objects. That was the example, if I didn't say it. You know, and I think I think they um, I think they chose a better term because deep sky. You know, you look up at the sky, but you can't really see that far. Yeah, we just have a more scientific name now these days. Ooh, next is deep space. Two words. Noun from circa 1952. I think that we should probably post a picture of the new deep space pictures that uh, James James Webb Telescope took. And then we'll also post a link in the show notes to give more information about what is deep space. But the definition here says, Space well outside the Earth's atmosphere and especially that part line beyond the Earth-Moon system. So just anything in space that is past our little Earth-Moon system, which is very tiny in relative uh, terms, anything past that is just deep space. There's a lot of space between here and the other planets and the sun, and then even past that, whoo, it's so deep. Space is deep, man. Ooh. Next is deep structure. Two words, noun from 1964. A formal representation of the underlying semantic content of a sentence. Also, the structure which such a representation specifies. And I'm not so sure what that one means. A formal representation of the underlying sentence, semantic content of a sentence, the semantics. Yeah, I would love an example, but I think to get an example, we would we would need a whole lot more space to uh, to figure this out. What is the deep the deep structure of a sentence? I don't think the structures of my sentence are particularly deep. Um, okay, the next word is a bit. So it is and it is not on the adult side. Uh, the, the, where it came from is on the adult side, but the thing itself is it's more political than anything. Let's, let's just read it. We're, we we got to talk about it. Ooh, it's deep throat. Two words. This is a noun from 1973. It's often capitalized, the D and the T. And it is an informant who divulges damaging information under cover of anonymity. Anonymity? Anonymity. <laughs> you know this word. Just your mouth doesn't want to say it. Anonymity. Okay, so the informant is anonymous, and they are giving away extremely damaging information, but they stay anonymous. Here's the thing. The, pers- the, the person who was the original Deep Throat, they are not anonymous anymore. They released their name information at a certain point. Um, But there are other things, I guess, that could be considered, or other people since then, since the 1970s, 
uh, that were considered deep throat. But why, 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 why the name? Well, it says, it is from the nickname given to such an informant in the Watergate scandal by Bob Woodward. Um, oh, so, so Bob Woodward was a U- U.S. journalist who was born in 1943, and he got information. He and another guy, who I can't remember the name of, they got information anonymous information from this person and they named the person because they were anonymous they couldn't give them the real name they named them deep throat i guess because there was a lot of information in their mouth um so it sort of went deep but it's more specifically and i'm reading this in the etymology it is more specifically from the title of a pornographic film from 1972 so it had just come out the year before and that was on everybody's mind and it was a very Mm, I probably to use that term in this political situation was probably very uh, crazy. I don't know. That's not the right word, but it was it was something something. It, the the whole Watergate thing was just something crazy. Anyway, um. So yeah, I, there there was a pornographic film named Deep Throat, which uh you know we don't need to give a lot of information, but basically. Something goes into the mouth, into the throat very deeply, and that's all you need to know. But yeah, specifically, it's about this political situation where somebody is anonymous giving information that damages somebody else. Oh, and I can't remember the name of the guy who who was this first deep throat. I'll put it in the show notes. You can go, you can learn all about the Watergate scandal, all that fun stuff. Do we, Watergate? Do we want to get into that whole thing? I mean, if you, if if you're hearing a thing that has "gate" put to the end of it, it all stems from Watergate. Watergate was the name of the hotel where I think all this happened, and so then it's like, it's just now you just add "gate" to the end of a thing, and it becomes the scandal. Ah, so silly. All right, one more word for this episode. Ooh. Deep water, one word. Um, it is an adjective from 1795 of relating to or characterized by water of considerable depth. No, depth with a P, depth. The water has a lot of depth, as in deep water sailors. So they go out on the waters in a boat that's very deep. The boat is deep, but more specifically, the water is deep. Especially able to accommodate ocean-going vessels, as in deep water ports. So the ocean-going vessels are very large, and the bottoms of them probably go pretty deep into the water because they have to be big to be out in such deep water. So when they come to a port, the port needs to be very large and deep to be able to hold these ocean-going vessels. So that's why the ports are deep-water ports. And the sailors who work in the boats are deep-water sailors, and the vessels are deep-water boats, probably. Okay. It's time to pick a word of the episode. I will just quickly reread them. We had deep dish, deep ecology, Deepen, deep fat, deep focus, 
deep freeze, deep freeze, deep freeze, deep fry, deep fryer, deep pocket, deep rooted, deep sea, deep seated, deep six, deep six, deep sky, deep space, deep structure, deep throat, and deep water. Uh, well, since we're here, I just have to quickly mention that there's a, a character in that show, The Boys, called Deep or The Deep, um, and he he uh, he can talk to the fishes and more. Um, but uh, that's we're not here to talk about that. I just had to throw it out there because that's a great show, and it's and it's for adults. There were a lot of words that I really liked in this episode. This I don't usually have so many that I really like. I like deep space. I think anything out in deep space is fascinating. Uh, what else was there? Uh, you know, it's good to have deep pockets, but most of us don't. Most of us have very, very shallow pockets or inverted pockets because we owe so much money. Um, let's see what else there. Deep focus. I, I appreciate that from a photography videography standpoint. Uh, I deal with depth of field often in my work and, um, you know, deep fat if you want to fry something that's great, but only tiny, tiny, tiny little bits throughout your life. Um, deep ecology, I thought that was fascinating, and I want to read up more on that probably. But, you know, I want to reread this one because I think it's important. Um, it is a movement or a body of concepts that considers humans no more important. Humans are not any more important than other species. This is what I think, and a lot of other people think this, and I think more people need to understand this. We are not any more important. They have every right to be here on this planet, living their best lives, not being injured or hurt in any way. Uh, They have personalities. They have feelings, physical and mental. Uh, They have consciousnesses. Um, And also, it advocates a corresponding radical readjustment of the relationships between humans and nature. We need to totally adjust how humans deal with nature, whether or not you believe that we are equal to other species. um, We do need an adjustment to how humans deal with nature because right now, and you know, we're working on this, but right now with climate change, everything is super fucked up and uh, we, we desperately need to change things to make it not so fucked up. I wonder if there's a newer term for this, deep ecology. Um, and then, of course, deep dish. How can, I, how can I not love deep dish pizza? It's just so good. Um, I think I was so tempted to pick deep dish, but I think I kind of have to pick deep ecology just because of what I think it means for us as humans and other species and just nature in general. Uh, yeah, I think we have to pick that one. Deep dish, close. So close, you just you just got eked out just a little bit. I think I'm gonna need to get some deep dish. Oh, can we deep fry some deep dish pizza? Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Don't ever, don't ever deep fry deep dish pizza. Wink, wink. Okay, deep ecology. I think deep ecology is really important. We need to all become better, better. Okay, we are gonna end this episode there. Thank you very much for listening to this stuff that I say out of my mouth. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.
Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy David Spencer and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, said, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.